Our takeover of General Motors is complete. Dr. Abel, GM's Ultium platform will power our whole operation. Now we can reduce tailpipe emissions. Oh, please, cheer. For my son. Your son? I shall name him... Baby Me. No, his name is Kyle. Stop! We'll reduce our carbon footprint. Okay, let's go. We're going all electric. Not you, Scott. Bye-bye, Baby Me. civilization on our planet less than 500 years ago? The scale and complexity of star cities make them unreasonable for defense. Are star cities one of the markers of this civilization? Did this civilization break into pieces in the course of a massive cataclysm? Was there a reset that destroyed large parts of our past, our knowledge and culture? Was industrialization, the establishment of central banks, the debt money system and the political system of fake democracy a consequence of this reset? established as a means of manipulation after the previous society collapsed and unimaginable suffering settled over the earth? Are the great religions merely cults of salvation and redemption in reaction to their experienced end of the world?
Scythia, then Tartary, been erased from the maps and from our memory. Was Pompeii not buried until the eruption of Vesuvius in 1631 AD, as the researcher Andreas Churilov claims? Why do the inscriptions on the walls and houses in Pompeii speak of a war of Rome against Free Italy? If Pompeii sank only 400 years ago, why is there no church or other Christian symbolism in the excavated city? so soon after modern discovery? Are they simply modern forgeries intended to establish the theory of evolution? Why were the first cave paintings discovered only after the theory of evolution was firmly established? Cave paintings went seemingly unnoticed to mankind until 1878, when a member of the influential Spanish Santander family discovered them in a cave on his property in Altamira. It remains a fact that most scholars at the time thought the paintings in Altamira cave were a Darwinist forgery. Why does architecture before the 20th century exhibit the same principles worldwide? The structures of the ancient world were based on principles that we now call Greco-Roman. revolution merely reintroduce technological knowledge that we had previously possessed? Why did human knowledge explode in the 19th century only to stagnate? Apart from computers and the internet, there has been no fundamental breakthrough in technology for 100 years. What role did the world's fairs play in introducing forgotten technology? Why did the world's fairs all incur huge losses, despite their funding by profit-minded industrial robber barons? Demolishing hundreds of impressive neoclassical buildings so soon after their construction adds to the mystery of this losing proposition. Were these power players secretly destroying remnants of old world structures under the pretense of a temporary exposition? Why were millions of orphans taken against their will by the church to the new world? What happened in Europe that millions of families allowed their children to be taken from them?
was it only in the 19th century that insane asylums began to be established and why were both political dissidents and the supposedly mentally ill imprisoned there? Why do these asylums exhibit the same architectural principles that we know from the old world? Were the impressive buildings of the old unified civilization repurposed as prisons for those who resisted the new order? To date, almost all these asylums have been demolished. Another economic mystery. Were the asylums just the logical continuation of the church's inquisition and witch hunts? How long did it take to wipe out the last keepers of ancient knowledge? called Freemasons because they pass off the architecture of the old world as their own work. Freemasonry equals Freemasonry. Was colonialism and imperialism of the Spanish, Portuguese and British nothing more than a merciless worldwide raid to destroy and annex the remnants of the ancient world? Was the civil war in the US really a war between the Vatican-infiltrated northern states and the freedom-loving southern region who refused to deny their true past. Or was the establishment of communism and a 20th century global conflict two sides of the same coin to wipe out any last remnant of European old world culture? serpent symbolized the primordial enemy of mankind, a hostile non-human race. Was there once a unified language on earth? Are the events of the 1811 Great Comet, 1812 New Madrid earthquake and 1816 Year Without a Summer representative of a single event in history? Why does Napoleon appear exactly at this time to allegedly destroy half of Europe? Was Napoleon invented as a historical placemaker for a cataclysmic disaster that occurred in Europe? Oblate, and officially it's an oblate spheroid, that's what we call it. Was modern science, specifically physics, astrophysics, archaeology, evolutionary biology and geology, created just to keep us in a mental prison? Why are people getting sicker and sicker? Has most of the real knowledge been stolen from us? 
this, the myth of the biblical flood, the echoes of an event that wiped out the ancient world less than 500 years ago? Were there giants on earth? Did we worship them as gods? Did they teach us secret knowledge about architecture, medicine, astronomy and our origins? Are they the creators of the star cities, the complex canal systems and grid patterns found all over the planet? Perhaps Earth was a gigantic terraforming project. Ether energy replaced with messy energy extraction from limited resources to enslave humanity? Were star cities used for energy production and energetic protection from our enemies? What role did frequencies play in the creation of highly complex star forms? suffering from a collective memory loss? Is history nothing more than an artificial matrix of repetitive events created for the purpose of suppressing our true potential? Who benefits from keeping humanity asleep? Who are we really and where do we come from? Why does it seem that more truth is found in the ancient stories and myths of our ancestors than our textbooks and modern scientific research? Does our amnesia keep us from accessing these collective memories found in ancient myths? Is that lost part of humanity the reason modern life is so cold and hostile? Nothing is as it seems. It's time for us to remember again. of Japan, America, the UK, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. Yet China's archaeologists 
knew little of this emperor. Where were the relics from? Were they stolen from museums or snatched from ancient tombs? Were there many more such relics abroad? In the year these relics were lost, tens of thousands of people from around the country were digging day and night in a little-known northwest county of China. Obviously, they weren't planting crops. This road, I don't know how many times I've been here. 我第一次来的时候是一九九三年，初中吧。Jibo is a former reporter for the Gansu Daily. His article "Sorrow of the Ancient Tombs" appeared in the China Youth Daily newspaper in 1993. 第一次上去是刚发现了四五个坑，相隔了二十多天。完了，等我第二次上去的时候，是已经有六十四个坑。The site Chi Bo described in his article was Li County, located in mountainous Longnan, southeast of Gansu. In the 1980s, Lee County suffered from a protracted drought and became one of the poorest parts of the country. Poverty forced cunning locals to find alternative ways to make money. Rumor had it that finding dinosaur fossils was more profitable than farming. 最早就是几个农民啊，以挖龙骨化石开始，不按斤，就是按块，一块就是几十块钱。This was a considerable amount for impoverished locals at the time. A dozen fragments could yield a year's income. Meanwhile, rumors spread about ancient tombs. Dabaoza Mountain lies on the road to the county seat, 13 kilometers away. Tombs in the area, and the news quickly spread. Mm. 
有一个小文物贩子啊，然后他就一直在周边几个村子去收，收购，呃，倒卖。Zhao Xiaojun from Li County knew the situation because he'd long been collecting two items. 把这些东西收完以后呢，他就开始给当地的人就开始出主意，说有这么多的东西啊，那么再深层一挖掘的话，可能还有更好的东西。这样就找了几个呃小孩就去挖了。那些孩子们就跟他汇报，就说里面有有这个朱砂。The presence of cinnabar thrilled the trader, since in ancient times its use was restricted to royalty. Archaeologists confirm that cinnabar was widely used in the tombs of nobles up to the Tang Dynasty. This mummy fellow is very sensitive. He knows that this is definitely a very valuable mummy. Then he took these two kids and took them out. After taking them out, he found two young men who were a little older and went to dig. After digging, he found many things. Four pillars. 啊，一个一一个盘，两个壶。我们听到的当时走的时候，就是最高价格的，也就是八万块钱，那一套十三件八万块钱。The poverty-stricken locals never dreamed that those corroded old pots could easily be worth over ten thousand yuan. 从这以后，就。这个整个整个村子就哗然了。要想富挖古物，一夜成为万元户，几乎是所有的男性都少下，就是十多个乡镇吧，五十六个村啊。Sorry guys, but I'm trying to find the second part so we continue on.
I'm sorry guys, just take a little bit. They have to, there it is. 
Uh, I'm gonna only record part of this, and then I'll do a part two. <coughs> what do we really know about our past? About our past. Are we suffering from a collective memory loss? Collective memory loss. Was there a technically advanced unified civilization on Earth less than 500 years ago? What role did the world's fairs play in introducing forgotten technology? Why did human knowledge suddenly explode in the 19th century? Did someone secret... We got the house! <laughs> Pods handles the driving. Pack at your pace, store your things until you're ready, then we deliver to your new home, across town or across the country. Pods, your personal moving and storage team. After obsessing over every last detail, the new menu from Ruby Tuesday is here. It's a perfect 10, with 10 new perfectly crafted dishes. Come check out what perfection tastes like today, only at Ruby Tuesday. ...destroy remnants of old world structures under the pretense of a temporary exposition. Nothing is as it seems. It's time for us to remember again and lift the veil of deception. the mythless man, eternally hungry, stands among all pasts, digging and burrowing for roots, be it that he had to dig for them even in the remotest antiquities. To what does the tremendous historical need of the unsatisfied modern culture, the gathering around of countless other cultures, the consuming desire for recognition point, if not to the loss of the myth, to the loss of the mythical home, the mythical womb, Without myth, however, every culture loses its healthy creative power. Friedrich Nietzsche, The Birth of Tragedy from the Spirit of Music. The most pressing problem of man today is the loss of meaning. Meaning is rooted in the past. When knowledge of the past fades, so does the meaning of life. Today's man does not know where he comes from, who he is, and where he is going. He has become a pawn in the hands of powers that can direct him at will. Uprooted from his past, there is no foundation. And without a foundation based on reality, there is no way to develop an objective understanding of the world. Only the way back to one's roots gives meaning back to life. 
Epigenetics, the study of heritable changes in gene expression that are not directly encoded in our DNA, suggests that our life experiences, such as hardships, traumatic experiences, etc., are passed on to subsequent generations. Mythological and religious traditions go even further and speak of a collective memory. Already in the Vedas, the holy scriptures of Hinduism, a kind of universal memory is mentioned. The Sanskrit word akasha stands for heaven, space, or ether, and, according to the Eastern wisdom tradition, refers to the most subtle of the five elements from which everything else was created. Thus, according to Indian mythology, all thoughts that have ever been thought and all deeds that have ever been performed are stored in this information field, which is also expressed in the legendary palm leaf libraries of India and Sri Lanka. The conception of a world memory also exists in the Occidental culture. We can find similar references in the Bible, for example, when the book of Isaiah speaks of a memory book. Every activity is a form of energy, and energy cannot be dissipated. It is retained. We are in a closed system. See, everything you do, everything you say, every action you take, every penny you earn or spend is recorded. So we can assume that all experiences of our ancestors still exist in an energy field invisible to us. Until around 100 years ago, the ether was still a standard concept in physics to explain the properties of invisible space. And even if today we are largely disconnected from our past, the experiences have not disappeared, but are only buried. Accordingly, it must be possible for us to reconnect with our past if we lift the veil and allow the memories to surface again. In order to access collective memories, a collective effort is required to a certain degree. An individual alone is not able to break through the amnesia. There are images that are so strongly charged with meaning that people are inexplicably drawn to them. The world's religions draw to some extent on such images, albeit in extremely destructive ways. Myths and fairy tales also contain such images. The more a myth is charged with meaning, the more important was its role in our past. By the radiance of a myth, we can already recognize its importance for mankind, if we allow it and let ourselves be touched by it. For example, the flood has burned itself into our collective memory. But so have the stories of giants, dragons, or malicious witches. The more we humans abandon these mythical images, the more we alienate ourselves from our own past and thus from our own being. This process of self-alienation began with the so-called Age of Enlightenment. Emmanuel Velikovsky writes, Amnesia is one of the defense reactions of man. We know the effects of battle shock on soldiers. In the older Greek authors, the Pythagoreans and the Stoics, you find definite statements indicating that catastrophes which occurred in the history of the human race and in the history of our earth were not abnormal events. They were actually dominant, repeating themselves again and again. But from the historical records, we see that the knowledge of the catastrophes disappeared slowly into oblivion. Plato described cataclysms in several works. He wrote about worlds destroyed and rebuilt. In his Timaeus, 
He noted that the Greeks do not remember ancient catastrophes besides the deluge. He adds that the people of his time, as the priests of Sais told Solon, were unable to remember these catastrophic events. In another work, whose authorship is probably wrongly ascribed to Plato, he's presented as believing in a peaceful universe. Plato's pupil Aristotle refused to believe in catastrophes. The scholarly world has accepted Aristotle's view that the planets can never change their motions. He, more than anyone else, is responsible for the continuing belief that we live in a safe world on a planet to which nothing like collisions can happen. Aristotle argued that those who believe in celestial catastrophes should be brought to trial and, if convicted, punished by death. Because of man's aversion to knowing his past, science has been greatly retarded, pretending unreality to be as truth. The Darwinian revolution was also a regression. Disturbing evidence was ignored. It was as if he worked with closed eyes. Darwin proposed that only the fittest survive. His notebooks from the only field trip he ever undertook contained descriptions of cataclysmic disruptions. He wrote that nothing less than the shaking of the entire frame of the earth could result in the mass annihilation of life forms that he observed. Darwin did not accept the implications of the evidence that he saw with his own eyes. The Darwinian revolution was the rebirth of Aristotle, whose ideas had lost ground, if not at the time of the Renaissance, then in the Age of Enlightenment. Even in the Age of Enlightenment, men espoused ideas of a peaceful earth. Recent centuries, great efforts have been made to make us humans forget where we come from and who we are. The destruction of the old knowledge of physics and biology was particularly powerful in uprooting us. Einstein and Darwin represent the inversion of the old knowledge into a nihilistic worldview, with man as a meaningless random something adrift in an endless and cold universe. These anti-life models about reality were perfected only recently, in the 19th century, and could even fully prevail only in the 20th century. Too great was the resistance even in academic circles of the 20th century. The so-called Big Bang Theory is a good example to understand how religious esoteric concepts entered science. The Belgian Jesuit and priest Georges Lemaitre created the Big Bang Theory not on the basis of scientific facts, but on the basis of a religious conviction, a notion of a primordial or cosmic seed from which everything evolved. At that time, the Jesuits were given the task of embedding the myths of the origin of the world in a scientific-sounding framework. A few decades later, in 1951, the Pontifical Academy of Sciences accepted the Big Bang Theory this long wait for the Pope's acceptance was not due to opposition from the church, but from the general public. After all, the Big Bang Theory originated in the hands of the Vatican itself. Ironically, the irrational Big Bang Theory is still part of our modern worldview, and still not a single proof has been presented.
The nihilistic and mechanistic worldview represented by Rousseau and other so-called masterminds of the Enlightenment could only flourish on the breeding ground of industrialization. After all, industrialization turned man into a mechanical being who was reduced to material aspects. Industrialization must be seen as a turning point and as the most notable event that is still comprehensible and visible to us today as a result of a reset in the 18th or early 19th century. This reset followed an event that also brought about the so-called mud flood. All over the world, the buildings of the old world were partially submerged in the earth, and the former first floors were thus usually converted into cellars. Little is known about the cause of the mud flood, possibly a world war we don't remember or an electromagnetic plasma event. Velikovsky again on this. C.G. Jung became rather convinced that the unconscious mind, whether by telepathy or in some other way, is a common possession of the entire human race. But it is not only constituted of the experiences of this generation, we who interact in this world today, it includes the cumulative experiences of all generations past. This is more than just telepathy, but something which is brought down from generation to generation. 